script you are about to hear is real. No scripts, no actors. Oh, hell. Coming to you from the Janesville Community Radio Studio in beautiful downtown Janesville. It's the Open Mic Podcast. Starring Chad Sheridan. How's my face look? Tender? Andy Anderson. Picture my beard being like some Mideastern dude's weave. And a cast of characters. I'm proud to be the, uh, the first Asian American on the podcast. You do a lot of editing, don't you? Kiki. <laughs> Just hanging out in the goddamn Dagobah system. Well, I was trying to find somebody who can play the flute. Oh, cool. I didn't know you guys were dicks. Put it in there. <laughs> the do I do? Either that or you're the cook at Denny's for the next 50 years. I don't know how he talks, but it's hilarious. Just hit him with a hairbrush. Beat him with a hairbrush. This is Jamesville Community Radio. This is the Open Mic Podcast. Andy Anderson is not coming to your event. All right. Here we are, Andy. Welcome to another episode. The Open Mic Podcast. What's up, dog? Coming to you live on Janesville Community Radio from my office, JVL, 321 East Milwaukee Street, Janesville, Wisconsin. In the freezing cold basement, right? Yeah. Boy, it's cold down here. Oh, man. I heard they had furnace trouble this week. Actually, it feels good now. It's beautiful in here. I love it. But we got a big show today. We got... You guys want to go ahead and do a little intro for yourself? I'll yeah, let, I'll, I'll let Tyler to. go out. Yeah. <laughs> Just took Tyler off the leash. Um, <laughs> I'm Tyler Falkoshot. Hello, I'm Shannon Insarate. I'm Randy Boucher. My name is Odara Kimani. And we are Shea Boucher. All right. Now, you guys, you want to give a little background as to what you do? We've, we've been uh, plugging you on the uh, pod or the website and everything all all, right. all, uh, all week, but just give a little overview, a little better than what we can give. Um, our tagline is that we're a Vegas-style cabaret act, uh, and we do a variety of things. We don't have, it's not like a play that has a story, but rather it's a series of little sketches. It's a kind of a mix between Saturday Night Live and um, In Living Color. Oh, okay. We have dance sketches, we have comedy sketches, we spin flow lights and batons, we have some belly dancers, we have a singer... We have a comedian. Uh, it's a little bit of vaudeville. It's really a hodgepodge of, of entertainment. Now, your last name, this is Randy Boucher. Correct. Right? Now, I take it you're the one that got all this started. Yes. How long, is it, how long have you had it going? This show has been going for three and a half years. Oh, okay. You guys, you're doing pretty well for only three and a half. That's a fairly new, new thing then. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at all the places you've been, all over Wisconsin. Are you guys based out of Madison then? We are. And I I used to do this as a living, as a solo act back in the 90s. And that's actually how this got started. I took uh, five years and traveled the country, worked in 44 states with a solo comedy act. And, um, and then I took many years off and didn't do anything. And I got the itch to do something creative back in 2009. And that's when Shea Boucher started. Now, what, what did you do before you said you had a one-man comedy act? Or? Yeah, it was a one com- one-man comedy show with puppets, magic, celebrity look-alike, celebrity uh, comedy characterizations. Um, most of it was in drag. Uh-huh. Uh, so at the time, the famous characters that I did were um, 
Barbra Streisand, Peg Bundy, Lind- Linda Richmond, Coffee Talk, Talk Amongst Yourselves, Pick yeah. a Topic. Um, <laughs> Morticia Adams, Pee Wee Herman was a character that was really big in the beginning. The Church Lady. Uh-huh. Uh, nice. So characters that were popular in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, was that the, the C.C. Ray yeah. show? Yep, the C.C. Ray comedy show. Now, you also did something else. We'll come back to that. But there's something else that got my attention. In 1985, you were on a TV show called Putting on the Hits. <laughs> yeah, you just told all, everybody how old I am. Well, it says you were. Thank you, were, you very much. You were a toddler at the time. <laughs> how old were you at the time? <laughs> well, I was seven years old at that time. But that's a big show. That that was produced by Dick Clark, wasn't it? Yes. I mean, that 19- was a big deal. Yep, and hosted by Alan Fawcett. Um, yeah, back in the mid-'80s, it was a lip-sync talent competition held uh, in uh, Burbank, or uh, Studio City, California. And they held competitions all around the country. So it was usually held in a mall. So I lived in Green Bay at the time, so downtown Green Bay Mall had an audition. And um, I think there were something like 60 contestants, and the top 15 were videotaped. The videotape was sent to California. The producers there decided if they wanted anybody off of that videotape, and then they would fly you out for a week, run the show, and um, compete. So my group was one of two from Green Bay that was chosen to go, and we were on putting on the hits 1985 do you remember that at all chris i do now, <laughs> andy do you know putting on the hits i used to watch that show now that, that you, anybody that doesn't know that's like a, you're lip limps lip syncing to music right yes what songs did you do do you remember uh it was one song it was um material girl by madonna oh okay yeah, and we dressed up this girl as Madonna, and then we had three backup dancers, and we had all kinds of material fabric. <laughs> we had it in a huge shopping cart, and I can't tell you where I stole the shopping cart from. But What does it rhyme with? <laughs> <laughs> it Pop. was big enough to hold a person and several bolts of fabric. And so we pushed her on stage in a shopping cart that said material, 50% off. <laughs> and the music starts, and she pops out of the shopping cart. And then we do a whole dance routine with her. Was that your first time ever doing anything like that? Yeah. Like first was performing actually, and everything? That was actually the beginning of the whole lip sync stuff that was to come over the next uh, several That's years. That's where you fell in love. Yeah. That I had done dance things. I had been choreographer for, for things prior to that, but never really done any lip sync stuff per se. But yeah. That was big back then. It was big back I remember then. in my grade school <laughs> um, <laughs> talent show. <laughs> Like these one kids did Bon Jovi living on a prayer, and they did lip syncing and everything. Oh my god, it was the coolest thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> you, you have to be creative with what you do because you're not using your own voice. You can't say, "Hey, I'm talented. Listen to me sing." Right? Right? You're using somebody else's voice, so you have to be creative in your performance, and that's really what putting on the hits was about. How far did you get in it? We got to the national level, uh, and then we were shot down right there. <laughs> oh, we, we were. Uh, Tied for second place in our group. Did you get to meet anybody famous while you were out there? Um, gosh, it's so long ago, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that Randy was actually a big deal in his hometown because of it, though. Oh, I bet. Well, actually, yeah, it was actually kind of a big deal that we made it on TV. <laughs> the local newspapers ran stories. We were front page news. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Bigger than the Packers. <laughs> I won't go it that was. Far. <laughs> it's hard to do that. It was off season. Yeah, <laughs> Packers were gone. 
So from there, you did that, and then in between there and the 90s when you started doing your one-man show, what do you remember? That actually was, then it was the trial period. Um, what happened was, after that lip-sync show in California, I moved to Las Vegas for two years, just uh, not to go do a show, but I certainly was watching shows, and then I moved back to Green Bay, and there was a club in Green Bay and another club in Appleton that did weekly lip-sync talent competitions, and so I got involved in those, and I did that kind of stuff for five years, and it was a great uh, venue to try new material. And so that's actually how the whole CC Ray show got started. I just did individual pieces for five years, and then all of a sudden I realized I could start mixing them together. And... Uh, create an entire show out of the whole thing so that's that's what happened in those years so it was kind of like you were doing open, it was like the equivalent of doing open mic testing your material until you found one that worked and then exactly. kind of went on the road with the cc and then thing. building on it yep and then taking your best stuff and putting it out into a show what do you think your strongest one out of that list your Pee Wee herman peg bundy's i'm, I'm really intrigued by the peg i've never old, seen anybody do an image <laughs> an impression of peg bundy sure. I think the strongest one is his church lady that he does. Uh -huh. um, Rainey uh, does this amazing number where he has um, uh, life-size puppets on either side of him. Um, life-size puppets, like there's a giant life-size nun on one side and another giant life-size nun on another side. And when he moves his right arm, <laughs> the nuns move their right arm. And when he moves his left arm, they move their left arm. Because he uses <laughs> rods, basically. And yeah. he dances. And he does a song from Sister Act. One, not two, the better movie. Right. Um, <laughs> and it's adorably awesome. It's awesome. And he does a um, the church lady impression from, you know, Dana Carvey's mm -hmm. church lady. Yeah, if anyone gets that reference. That ain't old either. So. Oh, yeah. I actually, <laughs> I actually saw Dana Carvey live. I saw him do that. Oh, was he amazing? It was awesome. Oh. Where'd you see him live at? Uh, it was I down in, uh, it was down in Chicago, actually. Do like you do back any, in the day, like when I was younger. Huh. Do you do impressions then too, or? Yeah, um, he did like uh, some music. He had, I remember he had a piano there. Um, he did all his characters. He had to be one of the most talented like, guys to come out of SNL at that time. Yeah, I, I heard. Uh, uh, who's the guy that's in charge of SNL? The Lauren Michaels. Yep. He said if he could, he would have kept him on there all the time. He said that he was he was just like so dirty. He could do everything. Yeah, he was he was kind of similar to Phil Hartman in the same sense that Phil Hartman and him could do any impression they wanted. Yeah. they just had a, a plethora of talent and and raw material. Do you ever hear what happened to Dana Carvey when he had heart surgery? No, he had open. This is true. He had open heart surgery because he had to have uh, bypasses done. They get done. He's in recovery. You know, they stitch him back up. They do a check and they replace the wrong. The, the wrong valves or uh, wrong arteries, oh. so they had to go back in oh, and do it again. <laughs> oh my lord, that's <laughs> terrible! So he ended up suing them, and then he donated the money to some other hospital to build some wing or something. Mm. But oh wow! But yeah, wow. could you imagine going through that and then being like, "Ugh, bad news." That's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Crack you back open. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but the uh, what? I'm still intrigued by the Peg Bundy one. What, what did that consist of? Well, you have to remember this is a nightclub act, first uh -huh. of all. Okay. So, <laughs> so what I would normally do is create a one-minute um, sound bite, and it was a sketch or it was a, a, a little snippet of something leading to the next character. So mm -hmm. that one minute would give me time off stage to go change into the next character. So Peg Bundy's sketch was that... Um, 
<laughs> okay, it's a local bar having a strip tease contest. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And they're looking for uh, unique, talented individuals to compete in this contest. And so uh, they introduce her as the next, everyone's favorite redhead. She comes out and blows a trumpet out of her twat. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So there's a song from... uh, (laughs) So there's a song from Gypsy. And um, (laughs) where these three exotic dancers all have a unique gimmick and one of them is that she plays the trumpet while she strips uh-huh. <laughs> well I wanted to take it a step further because there's a part where she's singing about well this is what I do blah 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 and she goes, I, do it. <laughs> I do it she goes I do it with a horn so then she blows the horn like one strong blast so I take the trumpet and I put it in my twat <laughs> and you hear and I, and I blow up my cheeks really full like I'm pressurizing yeah. And then you hear the. <laughs> Can you guys please make a sound bite of Randy just saying my twat? <laughs> I need that as a ringtone. All right. <laughs> oh god. What's well, a unique interpretation of Peg Bundy? <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so you, you're moving on with that. Um, so then you do the CC ratio for a while, and then you decide to put together this, uh, the Shea Boucher. Right. Not Chez, like I've been saying to people all week. <laughs> Not Cheese Bouche. <laughs> <laughs> so this starts out a few years ago, and it seems like it, it's doing fairly well. Like I said, I was surprised. All the places you guys, not really surprised, but I guess I'm happy for you. I was telling Chris, I always, uh, I'm always, I always admire people that do stuff like this, that, you know, pursue your dreams and you know it's awesome instead of just settling on you know doing nothing and wishing and regretting the rest of your life that you did something right right but now is this your full-time jobs or is it just a oh no this is a part-time for all of us uh-huh. we all have normal everyday jobs that we have to go to unfortunately yeah but mine's pretty good so i don't really have any complaints about that but uh, yeah we do this part-time um we go out usually about two weekends a month oh okay oh that's great Yep. It's just enough time to be away, right? Yeah. So le- I want to, uh, Tyler. All right. All right. Yes, Chad. Right. I do now. <laughs> Let me switch back to my page here. Tyler is actually a fellow podcaster. Yes, I am, sir. He uh, does podcast RWS. Yes, Running With Scissors. <laughs> How long have you been doing that? Because I swear I've heard of that before. Uh, two years. Um, we are... <laughs> A bunch of wacky guys interviewing wacky people is basically uh-huh. um, is my best friend Matthew uh, Matthew Haig, and we bring on artists um, in Madison and surrounding areas and talk about stuff. Um, our big claim to fame is when we had Keegan Michael Key from Key and Peel on. Um, that was our biggest guest we've ever had on. Um, and then otherwise we have a lot of local guests on um, Joey Broyles from Madison and Karen Wheelock and um, Michael Bruno names like that. So. And all of Shea Boucher has been on him, besides, besides, you say your name. Yeah, uh, okay. (laughs) I can't say her name. (laughs) Shalene. Shalene? Shalene. Shalene. Let's listen to Tyler try to say her name for five more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have a podcast network, too. Yes. It's called littlepodcast.com. We have um, four shows on there currently. We're working on a fifth one. Um, the f- of course, we have running, uh, running with Sisters on there. Then we have 10 Minutes About Your Favorite Movie, hosted by Rob Mathusita. 
Mashishita. I'm never gonna get it right, guys. Not good with names. Um, and it's uh, it's where Rob brings on his friends and other people, and he talks about their favorite movie for ten minutes. And it's really, it's a really positive, fun movie show where you, you're not actually not destroying the movies for 10, 15 minutes. You're actually talking about, you know, why you love them. And poster, I hate them because they're stupid. And then we also have uh, Matt Sage podcast, which is a pure Madison theater scene podcast. And then we have Born in the 80s, which is our adult talk show where two really terrible people talk about our terrible lives for two hours. <laughs> it's a really fun, crazy um, um, show. So, yeah. You performed stand up before, right? Yeah, I have. I'm not too good at it. So I gave that up. <laughs> how, how many times did you just do open mics? Uh, I did open mics um, for maybe five months, kind of yeah. off and on. But now I'm um, starting to do more sketch stuff, and I prefer sketch because that way I don't need to talk. So that's good. So depending on how I do it, I in Shea um my I do all a comic number. I do all all my numbers are comic um, because I can't dance, and actually it's kind of comic to watch me dance. So I guess that kind of works. Um, <laughs> but I do several numbers in the show that are all sketch based. Um, one of my numbers is a street cop that's trying to direct traffic, but he gets bored and plays um, music instead, and he dances to the music as he's trying to direct traffic and mayhem ensues. Um, and those are the kind of sketches I prefer where it's all physical comedy and I don't need to rely on puns. I can just do physical comedy and do jokes within that. So Yeah. Did you, you studied comedy then? Um, I would say that I'm an entrepreneur of comedy. I just like using big words. Um, <laughs> I, I like to watch comedy. I like to learn from comedy. But I think that my strongest point is the sketch writing aspect. Um, I think I've... Um, there's a lot of good guys. Madison is very vibrant with stand-up comedy. There's yeah. tons of great comedians in town. <coughs> Excuse me. It's <coughs> dying. <coughs> <laughs> it's hard not to get good or at least to learn from people in town. So Yeah. Huh. Now, they, do they, is there more than one comedy club in Madison? Is there just a comedy club on stage? There's only one comedy club in on. In Madison, but there are several open mic nights all over the place. Oh, really? Um, yeah, run by different guys. Jackson Jones um, runs one. Mike Smith runs another. And Tony Aguilar runs another one. It's it's all over the place. It's um, you know, as you guys might know, it's it's it, the more and more um, comedy's taken off, the harder and harder it is for comedians to have time on stage, especially yeah. in a smaller market like Madison. I think last time I checked, there's like seventy comedians in Madison. Who are all doing open mic nights? I mean, that's that's insane. When you can only have like fifteen or twenty comedians on open mic nights, yeah. you have seventy people in the wings. That's a lot of people. So you need to try to find time to get your reps in and to get good. And that was another thing I couldn't find time to do it. So yeah, that's like uh, at a specifically like comedy on state. You yes. have to if you want to get on the list. You have to get there like an hour early, get your name down, and yeah. then maybe they'll pick you. Yeah. So depending on where you're coming from, like like if you're coming from Janesville. You know, you got to get done with work, get there by six, maybe get on a list and maybe get on the show. Yeah, and it's super stressful. And yeah. and once you do get on a list, you could be waiting two hours and sometimes longer depending on when you signed up. Yeah. And um, it, it it's a, and you only have three minutes or five minutes when you get on stage. It's like you have to condense everything. When I first started doing it, I thought the standard was five minutes. So I had like 
almost to a T, every single mm-hmm. joke, you know, like mechanic, like it was a, a gears and a clock. Yeah. And I walked up there and they said five minutes. And I lost my mind. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And I just got up there, made a couple of dick jokes and walked off stage basically. <laughs> yeah, just, I had this terrible puppy joke that I told that was basically um, a lobster looking through a glass window and him realizing that um, he's not a puppy and he's not going to be. T- it's terrible. It was a terrible joke. But it took me five minutes just to tell that one stupid fucking joke. <laughs> it's terrible. You could try it here. I got like sound effects. We can do like. All right, wait, wait, we can try it. We can try. I can right. brush off. I can brush off. Let me bring up my sound effects. Okay, here. this is going to be terrible. <laughs> this is a. Okay. <laughs> this is the most laughs I've, and applause I've ever gotten telling this joke. Okay, right. good. I think the worst thing that you could ever do to a lobster is put um, a pet store across from its window. Because every day that lobster is going to see a man and his, and his son walk up to the, the pet store and get the puppy out the window. And every day he's going to see them jumping and skipping. Oh, yeah, look at the puppy. Oh, I'm just a puppy. I'm like the puppy. I'm going to live every happy. I'm going to live happily ever after as well. And then one day a cook is going to come down that hallway, grab the lobster out of that that cage, and then he's going to walk him out to the kitchen. And the whole time the lobster's going to be thinking, yay, it's my time. I'm going to live happily ever after. <laughs> And don't you think, as that lobster is being boiled alive in that giant pot, don't you think he's thinking, oh, the poor puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how terrible that joke is. Yes. (laughs) It's so terrible. And that's why I gave up stand-up comedy. Yeah. (laughs) That's perfect. So... Anyways, I could see that's more of a sketch, though. I mean, the, that's the, that's a good build. I thought it was a good joke. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, it was the only joke they got any laughs. <laughs> and were you dressed as a lobster when you did? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I dressed as a full lobster, <laughs> holding a puppy by hands. his tail. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. It was a great way to go. Yeah, whatever you know. Anytime you want to make people laugh, uh, making fun of dogs um, uh, is great. You know, and killing dogs on stage is wonderful. That always goes over really well. So. <laughs> Do, did you have any other dog jokes? No, I didn't have any other dog jokes. I said bitch a couple times, but that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's see what else we got here. Odari? Is that how you say it? Yes. Now, you have been, according to this, in over 75 theatrical and musical productions in southern Wisconsin and Chicagoland. Um, you went to Edgewood College? True. Is that how you got uh, associated with this group, or it's kind of a roundabout-ish story? Um, you want to pull the I, mic up to uh, there? It's kind of a roundabout-ish story. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So yes, I went to Edgewood College. I actually went to Edgewood about a year before Tyler. So we just kind of met in passing. We actually um, your first show at a venue called Broom Street Theater where we both actually made our directing debuts in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was back in 2008 where we first met. Um, so, yeah, I, I knew about Tyler. I feel like we're talking about us, like, getting together and, like, like being a couple. That's, a, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like you're talking about me and you dating now. We'll get to our adventures okay. in Minnesota. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Randy starts busting out laughing. Because <laughs> he knows what's coming. Um, anyway, all right, so flash forward a couple years, and I hear about uh, Shea Boucher. And I, I added some association of it through, through Tyler, but I didn't really know what it was all about. And... I just really wanted to give it a shot, so 
I ended up auditioning. Actually, I met the entire cast at the time. I met two people who weren't even in the show at the uh, at the time. I met, I met meeting Joey and Danny at my audition. And they're not even in Shape of Shea. And I met everyone except for Tyler. <laughs> so seeing him, his his lovely, beautiful face, the first day of rehearsal was. Uh, did you know I was in Shape of Shea when you auditioned? I knew. Yeah, oh. I did. I was hoping to see you and surprise the crap out of you. And I still auditioned anyway. And I still <laughs> auditioned anyway. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I've been with the show for about a year now, and I know, right? That's it's crazy. been a full year. Now, out of all the the productions you've been in, not counting Chez Boucher, um, what do you think your favorite one was? Like, is there one that stands out where you like? I see. Uh, you list. You've been in a lot of different stuff. Yeah, um, I've been performing since I was seven. Um, anything from little bits of commercials here and there back in my hometown been performing in middle school high school and in college I'd say probably if my favorite uh, role was the role of MC in Cabaret uh, Edgewood did a production of that in 2005 and I can't play a very good German accent anymore but you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> I think at some point because I <laughs> Thank you. I, I did it for him. I, I did it for Tyler. We got we got we have a bromance. Anyway, oh, very deep and heavy bromance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I got the ACTF uh, nomination for that role, American College Theater Festival. And the one thing, the specific thing, the adjudicator said to me was, "You should probably incorporate your accent when you're singing." It's like, ma'am, I don't want to incorporate my accent when I'm talking. <laughs> I don't mind reverting back to my 20-year-old voice. That's fine. It's the only way, reason I got this nomination, by the way. So did you win? Did I win? No, I did not. ACTF is a crapshoot. That's, that's, it's, it's this basically this acting competition where it puts young actors against other young actors. And instead of teaching them how to thrive in art, they actually teach them how to hate each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a great competition where it's terrible. <laughs> so in that aspect, I learned nothing from it. Um, other than you should sing with an accent, right? Yes, yes of course. <laughs> is it... Have have you ever sang with an accent? I never even thought about that before. I guess that would be kind of. Have, have you noticed people from? I don't know if you can hear this, but other countries, people from other countries, yeah. when they sing, they sound American. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Like, yeah. Like Ozzy Osbourne, you can't even understand yeah. what he's saying when he's talking, but when he sings, crystal clear. Right, right. It's like you want to rock. <laughs> it's, also, it's also true of people. Um, this is along the lines of singing. Um, people with speech impediments, will who stutter, can sing and not stutter. Did you know that? Tyler starts singing. I guess no, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yep. I don't know if it's in a different part of the brain or processes differently somehow, but yeah, people who stutter can sing. So they should just sing all the time. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Speaking of accents, why do you sing? That brings us to our next performer. <laughs> <laughs> I just brought up her sheet here. Oh, look at that. I want him to pronounce my name. I will. <laughs> I, I think I got it. It's Shalina. <laughs> no. Sh- oh, Shalana. Oh, oh. <laughs> nice try, though. I knew it. It's no, like it's Fandango. Say it again. It's even hard in my country. Shalene. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Shalene. Can you say your full, your full name? Because I think it's beautiful. Just, just say it. Just oh, say it. All of the names. Yeah, say your whole name. Say, it's beautiful. Ana Shalene Zarate Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> Is that amazing? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I'm Shalene. I am from Mexico City. I came here five months ago. And I went, I was doing musical theater in Mexico. I studied opera, I studied a degree in communications. 
and I was trying to look here opportunities to express myself in singing, dancing, and acting. I actually was studying acting here, and it's where I met one of um, the girls that were in in the that was in the Chebuchet show. <laughs> So she told me about it, and I said, well, I love dance. Um, we met each other in an acting class, so she never heard me singing or dancing. Well, she heard me singing in an open mic that I went once, but she never watched me singing. Anyway, she told me about this show, and I get so excited. I was like, okay, let me give me the contact. I want to call him or send him a mail, so I want an, an audition. So I went there one month ago. Ooh, was that really one month? No, it had to be like a month and a half. Maybe six weeks ago. Wow. Okay, yeah. so Not six weeks long. ago. <laughs> so you, you just started then? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she auditioned in front of the myself, Alec, um, Adari, not Adari no, and there. Randy. Oh, my God, it was just the three of us then. Yeah, yeah uh, auditioning process for Shea um, is very, um, I would say, difficult. Uh-huh. Um, especially now, since that um, I mean, I wouldn't say difficult as much as is maybe not conventional. It's not conventional um, because uh, it used to be just Randy alone in his condo. Uh, <laughs> actually, can I tell that story, Randy? Can I tell that story? Can I tell? Okay. So when I started Shaver Shave three and a half years ago, I will. I will. Okay. 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 So it's also okay. Oh, he made a, he made a porn joke. Okay, so <laughs> what? What? Um, was it? So Shabby Shay originally was a much different show. Randy's original concept was more like an erotic dance comedy, um, and I read that off of um, MadStage.com, which is like this website for artists and entertainers around an area to get audition notices. And I read it off of there, and this is basically verbatim what it said. Shay Bichet. Oh, what I thought it was. Chaj Bosha. <laughs> Looking for male performers, preferably very toned and fit. Must be willing to show almost everything. <laughs> but basically, basically it said, um, you need to have a, a nice toned body, fit, tall, six foot, you know, whatever. He was very specific. Um, so, and... So knowing that and knowing how um, sexualized it was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to show up to this random person's apartment (laughs) alone. (laughs) And I get there. Within 30 minutes, I'm like in my underwear in his condo. (laughs) Okay. Um, So basically, it's an effective ad. It's a very effective ad. He got me in the show. That means something. Sounds just like a wrestling tryout. (laughs) (laughs) That did make me think of wrestling, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say it doesn't doesn't take a whole lot to get Tyler. uh, No, it doesn't. I like to do rehearsals naked. I'm a big advocate for naked rehearsals. So, okay. Oh yeah, I did. I'm a douche. Okay, so, um, what? So, we so we changed uh, the, uh, the way we did auditions um, because also we started becoming more of a team. Um, you know, I've been with Shea for three and a half years. I took one year off in there to find out what I really wanted to do, and I came back because the show meant that much to me, and the show is that good that it just you need to be involved in this show, and. Um, since then, we kind of started to collaborate more on how we do auditions. And we we all see the talent, and we all kind of decide, is this person going to fit the cast chemistry? 
um, is the person has something to offer that we don't have to offer? And overall, does uh, the person have a, a good look that would fit the stage well? Uh-huh. And when Sh- Shelly, I'm just going to say Shelly. Okay, when Shelly. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm sorry. Sing her name. When she showed up on audition, um, it was myself, um, Alexandra, and Randy that were there. And she blew our mind. Um, she does this great number um, where she does single ladies, Beyonce single ladies, but by herself, and it's f- fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing. So she should, she just gave a big smile, and like she's so happy. <laughs> um, so she, it was an amazing audition. So it's going to be a sight to see when people have the chance to see it. It's debuting tomorrow. Debuting tomorrow. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. So the couch isn't there. I was waiting for the couch. <laughs> oh, yeah, the couch. The <laughs> well, we used to actually, we used to all sit on the, when, when uh, wheel, when Will auditioned, this is the other performer we had on the show a while back ago. When he auditioned, we sat all on the couch, and he auditioned in front of us. That was right. kind of creepy, too. <laughs> when she, when um, Shelly showed up, she stayed in front of just uh, two double-side um, mirrors and uh, just a line of chairs. So yeah. it, wasn't as, it wasn't as scary. It, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like uh, those singing shows on TV, like... Uh, what are the shows I'm talking American. about? Like American, American Idol. American Idol, yeah, where there's like three judges. Yeah. We're all lined up, and we just kind of sit and watch them do their thing. But none of us are mean yeah. or rude. Yeah. No. None of us are on drugs either. So, <laughs> so during yes, the, uh, Yeah, we're not really a, into the drug or alcohol thing. That's never been our scene. That's not what we're about. Um, <laughs> but it's funny that you bring up the whole casting coach thing. Like when I started this, we, we rehearse in my house, which is uh, a big condo, and we have large mirrors on the wall and I don't have a kitchen I don't have a dining area we just have a rehearsal space and so this is where everything happens we create the material there we record the soundtrack we do the choreography we build costumes we work with puppets all of it gets done in my house so I don't really have a house (laughs) I just have costumes and and wigs and puppets and Places to dance around Dead the place. Puppies. Dead puppies. <laughs> Dead puppies. <laughs> the hair even flicked a little bit. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so during the uh, so during in the audition, is he in so the in the beginning? I had to. Um, <laughs> The so devil, uh, in order, when we have auditions, Randy has to be in a devil outfit. That he <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, has an amazing cock piece. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a merkin. So, walking in, and, my, and the first thing I saw in, in Randy's was the uh, what was the, the devil ahead. And I remember thinking to myself, what am I walking into? Yeah. It, I <laughs> yeah. mean, no, oh, we can all agree. Did no, you lock the door when this, you came in? Oh, uh, <laughs> we, we can all agree down. that we love Randy. Randy is like, he's he's the reason why Shea Bichet is the Shea Bichet, And it's tight and it's um, it's a really amazing production because of Randy. But it doesn't mean that I'm not going to make fun of Randy. Um, <laughs> let's describe Randy's apartment just a little bit. Um, when you walk in, there are more pictures of Randy in this apartment that have anything else like it's pictures of randy everywhere um and it's just because randy's been performing for whoa man 25 years um, i don't want to say 30 and make you sound old probably 30 if you count high school 40 <laughs> oh 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 geez okay so 40 years apparently uh, no, no um so he has these pictures for all his per- performances all over the place um, I mean, as uh, he has Pee Wee Herman on the wall and everything. 
Um, but he also has a giant picture on the wall. Yeah, you know it's going to come up. He has, okay. Yeah, I know. I, I cannot not talk about this crazy picture on his wall. Rainy just got this beautiful painting that one of his friends made for him. Uh, it's, it's this beautiful, gorgeous abstract art piece mandala mandala it's, very it's a, okay it's very second mandala the how you say second mandala say second you can say it better than me <laughs> <laughs> she can say it better than i can okay um but he has it he actually got lights specifically just for this this painting on the wall which is equally as crazy but then the first time i saw it it just it looks like it looks like a yeah. vagina. It looks like a giant <laughs> vagina. No, it, it does look like... No, well, only, in his, only in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> you can give it the interpretation that you want, but when I got there, it was the third edition that I have here in the United States. So I was kind of nervous because I didn't know how auditions work here and... I was kind of suspicious because it was in his condo. And <laughs> but, <laughs> but I had the reference before about the show, so I was like, well, this is not a bad thing or, uh, yeah, a suspicious thing. <laughs> so I, I got there, and they were with, the, with Becky, which is our customs. Our customs. She makes our customs, and they were there, like, making the customs and all of this, and I just turned around and watched this huge picture beside all the pictures from Randy. And I was like, well, the show is real. I don't know what about that. <laughs> 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 That's amazing. <laughs> no, um, the, the picture came after I started the show. So I, I when I walked in, of course, I, I saw the, the devil head. And I didn't think to myself it was like kind of really weird that I'm walking into someone's condo. I was kind of used to that. Like, when, it do, when you do a, a number of shows, like, um, when you go out to audition, especially Madison, lots of places in Chicago, you go into a room and it's just usually one other person or, like, yeah. two people tops or, like, a director and the person you're reading with. I walk in, and mind you, I'm walked in um, right after a dress rehearsal <clears throat> for a show that I was actually opening the next day at the Bartell. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's a birthday, too, but uh, side note. Um, so I walk in and I see all of these people and I'm thinking to myself, am I at the wrong place? <laughs> Is this right? Yeah. What's going on here? What's going to be done to me? But I remember thinking, wow, this is really nice lighting. <laughs> it is. But I also, we should also mention that Randy is secretly a vampire because he lives, his bedroom is always dark. Like, no matter what. It can be like, the, you know, the brightest day on a, in a July morning and Randy would have his curtain closed and he'll be sitting to the computer doing some sound work or something. And by the way, this man has to only sleep like four hours a day. Like, he works all the time. Uh, once again, he's the reason why Shabby Shay is as successful as it is. I mean, he's he's the one who books primarily all the shows. So. We have, we have a phone call. I think it might be somebody else that might have a, a story about. I hope so. I hope she does. Her interpretation <laughs> of the painting on the wall. Are you there? Oh, uh, you know what? She just get, uh, call back. I'm sorry, you got disconnected. I hit the answer and then it disappeared. So secretly, Chad doesn't want to talk to you. No, That's I wanted to. She was, <laughs> she was on hold for a few minutes. I start. I was like, oh, I got to get to this. I but hope she calls back. But because in a psychedelic way. Oh yeah, that painting is amazing. Uh, Let's just keep talking about the painting it, more. Yeah. <laughs> now, I do have a question. Did the painting have a trumpet by it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That would be amazing. 
<laughs> and actually, oh boy, this is something that just recently happened. So I um Oh here she's back. Oh there. Uh, let her talk first. I don't want to cut her off again. Yeah. Okay, are you there this time? Hello? Oh, I can kinda hear her. Is this uh Alexandra? All right. She sounds so cute. Hi, Hi, Alex. Hi, we miss you. We were just talking about a painting in Randy's uh, condo. (laughs) (laughs) She just laughs. Everybody's given their interpretation of the painting in my living room. Would you like to give yours? (laughs) Oh, no. No, you got to be honest. You know that that's what it's called. What do you really think it looks like? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's code. (laughs) It means vagina. (laughs) (laughs) It means a a trip. (laughs) It does kind of look like you're going to get an acid trip when you see it. Yeah. Yeah, if you were smoking something, it might be fun to look at. <laughs> um, but while we've got Alexandra on the line, let's talk about her. She's our um, electrofusion belly dancer. Oh, no. What is that? How is that different from a regular belly dancer? Now, oh, so it's kind of it's a newer thing then. Okay. Uh, one thing I read about you that I thought was interesting was uh, before you started dancing or anything, you were doing martial arts training. Now, was that uh, what did you do? Was it just karate, or did you go beyond that? Yeah. Do you feel like that helped you a lot with your dancing and everything? tell my daughter that because she just quit her martial arts training because she said she's sick of kicking stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she will be happier dancing. That's what, well then she said she wanted to go back to doing ballet again, so. Yeah, that's awesome. That's all right. We should also mention that um, Alex, uh, Alec plays Lady Gaga on the show. Oh, okay. And she's so amazing oh, as nice. Gaga. Yeah. Yeah, she, she really looks She looked like her. Yeah. She does. And what's ironic is if you met her, she's very introverted, very shy, and very quiet. And I'm. <clears throat> we used to have another girl on the show playing Lady Gaga. And when she left, um, I asked Alex to do it. 
And I thought, man, she's so shy. I don't know if she's going to be able to pull this off. And I said to her one day, I want you to dig really deep and look for your inner bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Andy says to me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And when you find it, that's going to be Gaga. And she has found it and and kicked it to the curb. It's awesome. Yeah, I don't want to give anything away in the show, but we just kind of revamped our Gaga number, and uh, she she stepped up even higher than she already was in the awesome department. So, I'm being nice for you, Alec, because I don't I know you don't like talking about yourself. <laughs> well, she's amazing. I just saw one number. I wasn't relation with that type of belly dance. I studied belly dance a little bit in Mexico, and when she danced, uh, "Wrecking for a Dream," and she mixed that music with electro music. I don't know, it was a mix, but it has a lot of power and a lot of strength when she's dancing. Uh-huh. And it's totally different as her personality, yes. which is awesome. And she's dancing with a sword, no less. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly, uh, I've, we've seen quite a bit of belly dancing as we travel and all that. And I, I honestly think that her talent is very, it's very good. Uh, you, you won't see belly dancing like this. And even if there is uh, um, similar style of belly dancing she does it I think it'll be hard to find anyone on par with Alec as far as wow yeah she's very talented yeah is this true (laughs) (laughs) she won't admit it (laughs) (laughs) now you're part of the the running with scissors podcast too is that right she's she was on the show oh she was just on it yeah you were just on it okay gotcha oh well that's awesome um real quick we gotta say where you guys are at tomorrow Tomorrow night we're playing at Club Impulse in Beloit, Wisconsin at 10.30. And I believe that all the tables have been reserved, so it's a sold-out event, although there is standing room. $5 cover. Yeah, affordable. That's pretty awesome. It's sold out already, huh? All right. Well, maybe next time, everybody. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it kind of looked like you guys... uh go there quite frequently throughout the year, right? This will be our third time at Club Impulse with Shea Boucher. I've been there with the CC Ratio a couple of times. And uh, we've, uh, Odari and I have been there for another event. They brought in a national share impersonator from Atlantic City, New Jersey. And uh, we worked with him uh, for a night as well. And you guys also go go to Rockford, Green Bay, kind of all over the place. I saw even... uh, even Florida, LA. Yeah, you guys uh, are going all over. I used to do a lot of work in Florida with the CC ratio back in the '90s, and so I still have a few connections down there. And a new club opened up and wanted to know if we would come down and do a show. So we booked uh, a couple shows in route, and then a couple shows in Florida, and on the way back. So yeah, that's how we ended up being there. It was really a fantastic trip. We uh, made it a vacation slash work event, and uh, spent some time doing some touristy things as well. Does it feel like work anymore? I mean, it, it, it seems like you guys just have a lot of fun. The part of driving over 20 hours in Randy's van felt like work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you say that, but I love the, the driving. Well, I mean, I don't ever shut up. So, I mean, that's... I say, that's do you me. sleep? No, <laughs> I don't. No, I, 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 I agree, though. I think that... Um, the, the only hard part about doing the show is the traveling. You know, it's waiting before we actually have go, have to go on stage. You yeah. know, um, but it, it performing is like it comes for all of us. We've been performing. All of us have been performing since we were kids, basically. Yeah, that it, it's just like second nature. You know, it's like having a third limb, but this one's kind of weird and it likes to dance a lot. 
<laughs> In your case, tell jokes. <laughs> In my case, tell terrible jokes. <laughs> Performing the United in the United States, sorry, and I love what I do, and I think all of us love what uh, we do, and I think it'll be funny and awesome. <laughs> oh, Darry, by the way, he performs as Michael Jackson. I just wanted to say it because he did an amazing job too. So I admire all the people that is in this room. Yeah, it's funny how we went almost like what, like 45, 50 minutes. And we haven't mentioned the Michael Jackson yeah. number in the show. 48 <laughs> minutes and no yeah. Michael Jackson. Yeah, what are we doing? We're trying to promote the show, guys. Jeez, talk about Michael Jackson. Yeah, which song? Which song do you do? He's turning over in his grave as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do a medley to. Uh, Smooth criminal. Um, I don't know if I really want to give it all away because I've yeah, heard you guys just away. come see the show tomorrow night. Do you sing? I, um, I do not sing. You I just do, do the dancing and everything. Okay, there yeah. is a moonwalk involved. Oh, and yes, I have <laughs> an amazing glove that I wear. It's, it's silver rhinestones. It's it's fantastic. It's rhinestones. Mm -hmm. It's not the cheap. <laughs> Can I have it when you're done with this? <clears throat> Talk to that man right there. It is. It's an amazing outfit. It's a fantastic outfit. You look the sexy as hell. $100. $100. So you know, the quality yeah. I believe that. In case that didn't get picked up, he said the rhinestone glove was $100. Ooh. I suppose yeah. you probably had to have somebody make that for you, I'm guessing. I got it from the Michael Jackson collection. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, I was big into Michael Jackson when I was a kid, and I used to pretend with the batting glove. <laughs> did, you have a, did you have the red beard when you were a child as well? Did you just basically come out of the womb with that beard? That's an amazing beard. I saw a picture of that on the Facebook fan page, and I was like, "That's I have to stroke it. I have to stroke that beard at some point tonight." Sure, not a problem. Yeah. You can get, a, <laughs> get a private smelling. Product. That's so amazing. You you put product in that. Oh yeah, man. Right. yeah. Tell me, no, it's, it's got a, quite the quite the deal going on. Oh yeah, I'm sponsored now. So, <laughs> this thing's blowing up on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Check that out. That's We're going to be sure. doing a show from a beard convention, so I'm trying to catch up. Nice. Yeah, there's a big uh, there's a big beard uh, competition in Madison. In Madison, actually, actually in March. Yeah. is that's a real thing? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to that. Yeah, how do we not? Well, you can't. Neither Odari or I can grow beards. Oh God, no, no. Yeah, I have like a goatee thing going on because my sideburn things don't happen so yeah. it kind of looks when I do have a full beard these guys know I'm not allowed um, 100 feet from any playground or school <laughs> because I basically look like a pedophile it looks terrible <laughs> it, it's, it's just a terrible beard thing that happens in my face What'd you no, say? <laughs> <laughs> you still look like a pedophile? Oh that's mean but kind of funny yeah, it is Michael Jackson's got to be a big draw because I don't know anybody my age or me and Andy were the same age 35 I don't know anybody our age or near that growing up that didn't know who Michael Michael Jackson was a big deal yeah. he's, he's, he's timeless oh yeah honestly there will never be another Michael Jackson yeah. anywhere close to that realm so I mean I could probably be doing this number 25 years from now and still be as relevant as, yeah. as it is now Slide segue, Randy. You should tell the story of the actual Michael Jackson outfit and how it came to be, or where you got it from. Oh, oh the story's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> While I was traveling around the country doing my one-man comedy drag act, there was another gentleman driving around the country, uh, working as as a very unique stripper, and uh, <laughs> he was doing all these little venues, big venues, small venues. Uh, 
very popular during deer hunting season when all the men were gone and women were looking oh, for something to do. So this guy had some fabulous costume. He had a Liberace <laughs> costume. I think he had a Michael Jackson costume that he stripped out of. He had a um, Elvis costume that he stripped out of. Anyway, <laughs> he's now retired. And he says to me one day, I wonder if you can use any of my old costumes in your current show. <laughs> he goes, why don't you come on over and see, you know, take a look at my stuff. And this stuff was handmade but beaded to death like uh, uh, like a Bob Mackie gown. And um, so I looked at it and I looked at this one outfit and I'm like, man, that looks like a Michael Jackson outfit. And he goes, well, I used to do a Michael Jackson thing with it. But it's now 30 years later, you know, and this outfit's a little weathered and tinned, you know, tinged and stuff. So we took it to our costume designer and uh, asked her if she could spruce it up. Well, she did. And it looks fantastic, but it's, it's made with tearaway pants. So you've got these fabulous <laughs> black and white and silver pants and jacket to match. And um, so he does a, a song and then the song changes and there's special effects and we strip him out of this outfit. So we literally just unzip the side of his pants. Two of us just come up and go, vroom. <laughs> pants are off, and there's another Michael Jackson outfit yes. underneath. All right. Yeah, that's cool. And I will say that I, I, I personally, I, I feel like I, I get better whenever, as the song progresses, because it's like shedding. It's it's literally shedding pounds off of me. Like in like, <laughs> So, you know, this outfit really feels like it's about 40 pounds when you when you put it on underneath what I have so you take a layer off it's like oh <laughs> take one more off oh that's what breathing's like oh. <laughs> and then you're auditioning in your underwear I I've never asked anybody to audition in their underwear. I, I just basically went down to it. I just, yeah, that, that's true. I did it. That was early. his choice. Yes, it was. I absolutely believe that. <laughs> <laughs> and you should. He's just trying to cool down. <laughs> I I do say we you know we rehearse a lot we get sweaty we're doing a lot of dance numbers and people do tend to shed their clothes I never ask anybody to do that that is their choice and people have just felt so comfortable that they come over and strip down to whatever they want to dance in I'll be honest I'm about to drop my pants right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not wearing any pants right now so that's okay don't take out yeah, yeah, I'm gonna drive home naked like I usually do. <laughs> yeah, put the just put the heater on because you know you, you don't want it to shrink when you're driving that kind of thing. You know, you remind me of you remind me of the naked man from How I Met Your Mother. I don't know how I feel about that. The naked guy from How I no, Met no, Your no. Mother. So it's it's I guess this thing. Okay, so the, this ran, random bit five line character comes on and his claim to fame for. Um, you know, for, for forgetting woman is the naked man. I'm granted he's like this middle aged dude, got a pop belly, blah blah. Not really appealing to the tw under twenty years. Yes, I saw you do that. Uh, not really appealing to the you know, the twenty year olds that he uh, tries to acquire, the ones that you know Neil and Patrick Harris has already acquired. Um, so his move, like when the girl leaves, go out um, to do whatever, is stripped down, Nick completely. And so she comes back. And she sees him, and he's you know he's doing a little Superman pose, like mm, how you, doing? you know, it's like, and he's like, oh, two out of three times, you know, it works. <laughs> so, so the entire episode was ba based on that, and it actually working. 
and then we hear like three or four seasons later that one time it didn't work. So it's like your go-to move, man. You take your pants off. You're like the naked. Was this just a long way to go to tell me that I was a perv? Like, well, you know, <laughs> that was a long <laughs> way to go to tell me I'm a perv, Dari. <laughs> jeez, let's tell them a story and a note about me being a perv. And oh, jeez. Well, I wanted to entertain people while insulting. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell, Dari really do. Adari and I really do love each other. This is how long we've known each other. Yeah, five years. Yeah. So, when he was saying that thing about two out of three times it works, did you say yeah? I just, I'm thinking, I can't believe any woman would like that. I was like, that's statistical. Oh. Okay. Listening for you know, does it actually work two out of three times and? I could see you doing it. I mean, it wasn't that far-fetched to me. I do find reasons in the show to take my clothes off several times. All my numbers actually... Wait, 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 wait. That's right. (laughs) All my numbers, besides the exception of one, involve me taking my clothes off some way, somehow. Right? That's good. Yeah. I know how to sing. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm kind of sad inside. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyways. I want to say something. Right. <laughs> I'll just look at something else here. Um, you know, some I, sometimes when I call clubs to talk about our show or venues, um, they'll say, well, well, how naked do your people get? You know, they think that we're dancing completely naked. No one is ever naked. I never would ask anybody in my cast to be naked on stage. And um, the costuming is very sexy, but it's not naked. Like, for example, we have an Adam and Eve sketch, and they wear fig leaves. I saw a picture of that. Yes. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Tastefully done. Tastefully done. Yeah. Yeah, It's a nice, lovely leaf. leaf. It's a large leaf. Yeah, right. it's a large Huge. Leaf it's was actually, enormous. It's actually a series of three leaves. Because <laughs> <laughs> some people require that. It was from a palm tree. Yeah, it's so big, so big you could fan somebody with it. Like, that's how huge it was. But underneath, underneath the fig leaf is nude colored fabric. And some people mistake that for genitalia. Not on me, though. No, not on you. Because <laughs> it's the wrong color nude. But... They can't see that on the air. He's black. So, okay. <laughs> for those of you playing at home. <laughs> for those of you playing at home. I have an idea for you guys to do a sketch. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, just putting the sock on. The sock. Oh, yes. I mean, it's kind of naked. It'd be yeah, funny. Just like the Michael Jackson glove. Maybe <laughs> 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 to beat it. I don't know. To beat it. To beat it. To beat it. Just, just ideas. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, just, just ideas. Funny. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, bottom line, no one is ever, ever naked. Uh, Alexandra, you still there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is shock. Um, now, you, you, they said that you do the Lady Gaga, right? Or no, am I getting that mixed yes, up? Yes, you're correct. She is, okay. Um, what, what, other, what, other, uh, what, other else, what other things do you do? Get all mixed up my words here. Yeah. You're a backup dancer in the Adam Lambert number. Yeah. And she dances Ojos Asi. Oh, and she's yeah, she's belly dancing in Ojos Asi by Shakira. 
How many sketches? How many sketches do you guys do like total for your your show? In like numbers or comedy sketches? Well, uh, both. Numbers? I think in this one, I think we have eighteen. Oh wow, eighteen okay. bits. How many numbers? What like seven? Yeah, that's seven. about right. It's a it's a good mixture of half and half, basically. Yeah, yeah. Dance, comedy, sexiness. But even the comic numbers have an element of dance in them. Usually, there's one or two that's pure sketch. Um, but we like to do suddenlies. We like to have. We like to have as much uh, very uh, a lot a lot of variety in our comic sketches. Uh-huh. So even if it's just you know a ha 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 funny sketch, there's always every thirty seconds there's something new happening. So, oh okay. Yeah. Not just not just me telling jokes, guys. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Most taking some of my oh, clothes off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, ho, ho, ho! zing from across the room. Well, I will tell you, Tyler will not be telling jokes tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. Brady does all the stand-up in the show. Uh, yeah, I do the stand-up. I do most of the mic work, talking with the audience, working with the audience, um, and then everybody else has their own part in the show or their own style of entertainment that we tap into. That's one of the things that I like most about this show, that he let us explore with the things that we liked and propose several songs on several things that we do. For example, I, lo- I love to sing, and he told me that he used to have somebody to sing it before, but he, do, he does more lip singing, uh-huh. but he let me sing, and he let me choose songs in Spanish, that is my language and since songs that could work with the audience and that's one of the things that I love most of the song because it's versatile mm-hmm. and we have a, a different type of styles and music and every one of us put their like their essence in their art and that's one of the things the things that I love most about it now right. when, and along that lines when we get somebody new in the show what I try to do is find what they are really talented at and hone in on that rather than taking them and try to fit them into different roles in the show Uh um, I want to know what they're good at and how can we take it and make it better although there are some roles we can slot people into I'm always looking to make the show new and keep it keep it rolling keep it um, evolving now she I see she's got a skill listed on her her bio that I was interested in it's opera yeah so have you incorporated opera into the show at all <laughs> no yet. Um, I would love to. I would love to incorporate it in in a high energy song, so we could we could work with the audience better. I'm just trying to see how we'll work all the music that that I have uh-huh. with my singing, with the show, and with the audience. Yeah. Because I want them to be in the same essence of the show, and maybe if I start to sing opera after after a comedy of <laughs> after a comedy part of Tyler. I don't know how how that could work, but yeah, I mean, I would love to make a performance when I can involve that type of music. How how long have you done opera? Is that something you've done all your life I as did a child? Or? Yeah, I studied when I was 13 mm-hmm. years old. I studied for one year, and I started just incorporating it in uh, musical theater. Mm-hmm. So I am a soprano, and I love to sing, but it doesn't work a lot for it doesn't work for a lot of shows, yeah. and it doesn't work. In pers- personally, in my country, because that's not like the type of music that they appreciate most. So it is hard, but you, if you can sing opera, you can sing anything. Yeah, I would is think good. so. <laughs> is that is it loud? I've never actually been to an opera. <laughs> just, <laughs> I've just seen it on TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it can oh, wow. be super loud. <laughs> I can't do that. 
I get. <laughs> Could you well, try though? Oh, oh well, the I've been sick. <laughs> the old opera, how all the thing started, it was without a mic, uh-huh. and so you had it to. I think it's a self. Oh, sorry. So you had it to start with the. Um, Maybe not. Anyways. With just putting a lot of strength in your voice, and you actually didn't use any mic, so you have to sing it like that, and that's how opera starts. And that's a good base for your voice because you could practice it like that so loud. But sometimes you have to <laughs> not to scream because you could hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> I um I once assistant stage managed for a an opera over the summers a couple of years ago. And I was probably with, when the entire cast was on stage, cast of like maybe like 60 or so, um, was on stage, I was maybe about like five feet away or so and backstage. I literally had to start putting um, earplugs in my ears. Oh, no Because kidding. not only could I not hear what's next to me, like an actual person next to me, I couldn't hear my own headset. So the stage manager was up in the booth, had the luxury of being up in the booth. Um, he was trying to you know give me cues like when to close the curtain, when to close the curtain. I'm like... I'll just l- visualize it. <laughs> I'll wait till they stop singing. Then we'll do that. The curtain and my yeah. ears will start ringing and the show ends. Oh. All right. Yeah. That's how we close really the show. Hard. And more when you can't. It is so hard when you are singing and you can't hear the music or you can't hear yourself yeah. because you think that you are not singing that loud. So you put more restraint so you are louder and actually you are hurting the audience. Oh. So you have to to control that with uh, previous uh, rehearsals. But it's, it's awesome to work with people that can sing because, I don't know, it's just a different type of chemical. How did you, uh, I'm sorry. How did you get started in it? If you said it's not real big where you're from, uh, was it like your, yeah, your parents well, got you started? I started in? playing with it. I was in middle school and I was just doing Mozart songs with my boys, like, like one of the things that I just sang to you and one of my teachers told me, well, you are a soprano. It's better if you started to, to, to studying that. And I was acting, and I love to act, and I love to sing, but like normal songs. But mm-hmm. I realized that in the opera, you could mix your, the acting with the voice, which is an awesome thing. But we don't have a, we don't have a lot of um, cultural influence that can make the opera the biggest thing in our country we have several type of entertainment things so I kind of go more I I went more sorry for the musical theater because that was a good thing there and I started singing uh, another type of music like pop or electro music sometimes or mariachi like Mexican typical music Mm -hmm. and that works better than Oprah, but I still love Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't forced to do it or anything? Your no, parents I mean, weren't dragging you to opera lessons as a child? <laughs> <laughs> well, my father told me one thing. Like, if you want to if you wanna have money, you better study a normal degree. Okay. <laughs> so that's how I started with communication, which I love. I actually had a podcast in Mexico, too. And, well, I've been television and, you know, writing and being involved in scripts with people and it is an awesome I love my degree and I think it is fine for everybody for getting involved in the real life in the real world and see how the 
politics and economic situation around the world is working. So I think it is good to study a normal degree. But I always love this, and that's my passion. And I think that I love what you said about us at the beginning that we are we that you are my admirers because we are in doing our passion and we are doing yeah. what we love and i think that's that's true and i it's a good advice for everybody and everybody that's hearing us right now that it's better to follow your, your dreams yeah. and doing whatever you love most and it doesn't matter if you want to study another thing or if you want to not study but it is <laughs> it is beautiful do what you love if it's singing, dancing, painting, writing, whatever you like. It's like the old uh, saying, it's better to regret trying, or better to regret failing than regret not trying at all. Exactly. So that's good. And as she's saying that stuff, Odari and I went to school for performing arts, so we get it. <laughs> we make millions of dollars, right, Odari? You and I are just loaded as a mother heifer, you know? We are... We are Stinky, <laughs> stinky whip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it really? See, once again, this is me not knowing anything about Mexico City. So, just put that right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here in the United States, you have more opportunities in a cultural or artistic ways. In my country, uh, it's a few people that admire that type of art, which is not um, that good. So you have to work hard for make money. Yeah. And um, mm. but if fear is different, well, that's awesome. I'm is in the right a, place then. Is there as big of a spectrum in in Mexico where you're free to express how you want to express, or is it more you're going to make money if you follow their idea of what expression should be? Yes, exactly. You yeah. will make money following the idea of what they want, of what the media wants, right. and. I was on a big, important television enterprise working for, and they entertained people in a different ways that sometimes it wasn't the, the better, the water bait too. So uh, we have a lot of reality shows and type of things that are not involved with the real art and that are not involved with the real culture. And if you want to make money, you have to follow the media. And I think that's, that's kind of in a, in a, in all the, over the world. But we, we have a lot of different types of ex artistic expressions, but you cannot make money with that. <laughs> and just not as many. Exactly. What's the, you said, uh, <laughs> this is kind of off the subject, reality shows are real big in Mexico? Yeah. Like, is there one that's really big? Like, is there a survivor or a... You have here, well, we had Big Brother a couple few years ago. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, we have Big Brother VIP that was with artists involved, with famous people there. Yeah. You have here The Voice, right? We have that thing there. What is it? La Voz. The voice. Oh, The Voice. It's, it's voice. called La Voz Mexico, which is the same okay. thing. We have Dancing for a Dream. You have that. <laughs> basically, um, uh, dance with the stars. so you think you can dance or something like that? Exactly. Yeah. Also, um, this I tried dance one. Um, uh, uh, so you think you can dance? Yeah, yeah. So you think yeah. you can dance? But yeah. that starts in Europe, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then it starts to spread away all over the world. But yeah, we have a lot of reality shows and uh, drama things. We have your series, like we have Doctor House, we have The Big Bang Theory, we have uh, have The Law and the Order. It's like that, right? 
The law and the order. I really love that. The law and the order. I can just listen to Rob. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm just like, yes, I don't care. It's it's right in my head. It's cool. I got it. You can't understand me anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like you're singing when you talk. (laughs) (laughs) We're all sitting here with our elbows on the table with our, like, like, fists. Yeah, against our chin, like, oh. I'm not even sure what you said. Yeah, it's amazing. Sounds great. Thank you. have that series there and they are really successful we have a lot of american influence even in the food we have your restaurants we have uh, a lot of things from here have you tried taco bell <laughs> yeah and it's horrible <laughs> <laughs> don't worry we're stopping at taco john's on the way home <laughs> <laughs> no, potato oles <laughs> i mean uh, the food here that is um mexican american food it is not bad it is just that when when I am going to a Mexican restaurant, I am thinking, oh, I will have a Mexican food. Well, that's not true. You will have um, Americanized Mexican food. And it is not bad. It is just you are expecting something that, of course, you will not have in that type of places. That's why I learned how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> like, what would you get? Like, if you're in Mexico and you're like, I really want to get, what was your favorite food? Tacos? Elotes, uh, corn. Corn, but in oh, Mexico, we have, we have corn is, here. Is, <laughs> you have sweet corn, yeah. And Mexico is like it's like milk going out inside of it. It's like salty corn, and it's that's the corn that we made the tortillas. Uh-huh. That's why here the tortillas for me are not good. In Mexico, I am from Mexico City, so it's a huge city. The biggest one in the world, isn't it? It's the second one. Oh, second. After I don't know what's going on over there. China, I think. But, well, you can find um, food in every corner on the street. Uh-huh. So you can find tacos and tamales and whatever you want, whenever you want. And it is not necessary to go to a restaurant like like a formal restaurant. You can, you can eat in the street, whatever you want. And here is obviously different. Yeah. You need to go to a restaurant, forget what you want. But I love the way that America, well, we have all Burger Kings and McDonald's and I can say brands, right? Yeah, sure. So we have that there uh-huh. and it is good. I mean, we love hamburgers and we love pizza and we love all of the junky. Do you guys, do you call it American? Be like, oh, I'm in the mood for American tonight. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get some Mexican. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we could have that whenever we want to. So it's awesome. Are there American food restaurants that deliver? Because that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just continuing that terrible joke. I'm trying to make it better. <laughs> Didn't do a very good job at it. I actually wanted to say, too, before I forget, that um, we're kind of like a f- big, filthy, sexy family. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, because we get, we're really close. We're really close. And like we said before, when we audition people, we, uh, we tend to look for cast chemistry as well. And, um, of course, you can tell we love Shelly. Uh-huh. Um, we love Alec and we love Adari. Rainy's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we all love each other. And that's what makes really is really fun to, to per- perform and travel with these guys. And it makes the car rides way more bearable when you're not thinking about how to kill a cast member next to you. You're looking so, forward to getting out? Or <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you can tell. 
Yeah. You can tell. Oh, you can tell. Being in the room together. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we're bright and shiny, guys. When he, when he walked in, he explained exactly where you guys were first before anything else happened. This, the, they're texting me, and you know they always keep me up to date. ETAs. And, oh yeah. yeah it was, it's really cute. And you called Tyler while I was in the car. I didn't <clears throat> nothing against you guys. I didn't want to walk in without you guys being there. Yeah, that's like, kind of how we are too. We like we don't like anyone as, as I'm talking a lot. We don't like anyone representing Boucher more than us. You like we like to be a team. As I I'm talking a lot, but uh um. <laughs> You're an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, he told us. He so told us you'd do that. I do. I do. I can't stop talking. It's like a disease of fun. Completely um, buried all you guys. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, we. It's yeah, it's we really care about each other a lot. I mean, we're always. I mean, yeah, we're always concerned with each other. And when we have rehearsal, the first thirty minutes is like, "Hey guys, how's it going? I missed you." It's really. <laughs> It's basically rehearsal for us is like a hangout time for. Most they gave of it. me an amazing welcome and they embraced my culture and they accepted me and they are always patient. Like today, I went out to eat with Randy and he explained me the menu and all of those things. Oh. And they have been really nice with me. And I can see I'm I've not been in this show for a long time, but I can see the chemistry that you were talking about. Like you can see them um, saying things to each other for build and make improve the show. You could see them helping with the costumes you can see them helping with everything whenever you want whenever yeah. you need something you can call and that's awesome when we do full shows now before Shelly got in the show there's only four of us and four people in a show that lasts about 90 minutes and to do as many numbers as we do is mayhem behind stage I bet. it is utter chaos and Brandy has said on many occasions that he almost thinks we should rig up a video backstage because it's just as entertaining <laughs> as it is on stage. <laughs> and it's just we're throwing costumes left and right. We're helping each other. If we could not do that level of performance and make it that quick if it wasn't for us you know, holding a little prop or holding out a costume or you know, you know, ripping off pieces. It's just it's very – yeah, this 90 minutes is a marathon. It's, it's a marathon. It speaks to – the house mother. Yeah. Like you have oh. a leader. Yeah. You have somebody who motivates you. You have somebody who makes you feel powerful and, and valued and supports your strongest. Whatever yeah. you bring to the table, that's what he wants you to deliver on. I mean, that that that's success all over. I already all know the body of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Tyler. Especially Tyler. <laughs> I got to mole my left butt cheek, and she loves that. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're the same way here. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah Odari's got some amazing. The side apps. He's <laughs> got a killer body. I just got ribs. Um, <laughs> I, I do there. want to make a statement about what Tyler was saying, and that is that the we're mole. always looking at. Um, what did <laughs> you the say? Mole. The mole. The mole. <laughs> we're having that removed next week. Um, but really, it's about it. It's not about one individual person. Even though I'm the director and choreographer, it's not about me. It's about the show. And when we look at the show, um, it's it's about how can we make it better? How can we make it? slicker and make people go wow that was amazing so not how can i get more stage time because yeah. i want to be the star because i don't uh it's how can we make each person stronger how can we make the show better by 
uh, sometimes we take a number out of the show because we feel like it doesn't fit with the show. People aren't responding it to it the way we wanted it to. We try fixing it, and if it doesn't take the fix, we pull it. We pulled one of my numbers from the show the first year. Um, I do a Bojangles, Mr. Bojangles number, and it's a magic act and a dance piece. And it's a very, very nice piece, but it needs the right environment. So if we perform in theaters where the audience is very seated and attentive, I will do it. If we do a nightclub act, I will pull it out because the music is slow and we lose the audience. They go to the bathroom, they're going to the bar to get a drink, they're talking to their neighbor. So we try to keep the show tight by having it high energy in the nightclub scene. So we have to look at what's best for the show, not what's best for me or one of the performers. It's gotta be the overall show. So we're constantly working at improving it. And we everybody has a say in into, uh, does this look right? Does this not look right? Should we change something? So it, it's a group effort. Yeah. In the audition, they asked me, the, the one of the questions that they made me was, what do you think about work team? Or do you prefer just perform by yourself alone? And I said to them, like, I love to work with people because it is better for the audience. You could see the work team in the stage and you could see a better um, result when a lot of people is working together. So... I want you to, f to learn single ladies because I want you to dance with me. <laughs> yeah, I was also going to say that um, when we, this is a, one of many incarnations of the show. Um, the show is an ever-evolving entity. Um, when, Like I said earlier on, um, we started off and we didn't really know what the show was. We had an idea what the show was going to be. And it was myself and two others with Randy. And we didn't know... I, I mean, I wasn't even originally in the show. I was just the light guy and set guy. And I wasn't even going to actually be in the show. Then Randy was like, we need another male dancer. Then he didn't know what he was getting himself into because I'm terrible. And, <laughs> and then we kind of uh, started to... Um, we started to then... You know, come up with comic ideas, and the hobo number came from there. And the second hobo number. And then I started doing the god number. And we started kind of evolving. And now it's like, what? I mean, would you say a very wide variety of talent that we all bring it's not just the sexy dance comedy anymore it's something much deeper than that one of, uh, one of the things about the show is i want the show to be sexy i want people to go wow those people look great yeah like they have great bodies and um it's interesting when people look sexy you're you're drawn to that so a lot of our costuming is built around that the whole adam and eve sketch is sexy because of how it looks but the material itself is very very funny because we've taken the whole adam and eve story and then put a big twist on it and i'm not going to tell you what it is but um but but the costuming is still sexy and that's even when tyler's doing silly crazy comedy sketches he's stripping and there's an <laughs> element of sexiness to it for someone out there. Oh, I was waiting for it to come. How long was that sitting in there? <laughs> <laughs> He's just waiting the whole night. Three and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rainy reminds me uh, about um, my sex appeal all the time. He always does. But anyways, yeah, I, I, yeah, this, this show is this crazy evolution, and and I think this is the best the show has ever been. And I've said that like a hundred times now. I, I every time that we do another show, it's like 
Man, from where we were three and a half years ago to where we are now, it's it's crazy. We've always been very tight and meticulous with how we present our numbers, uh-huh. but now the the level that the numbers are at are that much higher. And there's more variety. There's more talent. There's there's just overall more desire to want to please the audience too. You know, because we we all are having fun. We want them to have fun <clears throat> too now. So, yeah, right, jazz hands. <laughs> are you guys always adding talent like if anybody else wanted to try out or or do you you know is it real um, niche like you only allow so many people in the group we do we've had a group as big as seven last summer there were seven of us and we we've had people who wanted to come on for a short time maybe six months or a year we've had other people who just wanted to stay on like tyler's been like he said he's been with us a while so some people keeps... that just won't go away right you don't have to beat around the bush you just gotta keep showing up yeah we so audition we, we always audition people um it does become a financial burden if we have too many people because then we're splitting mm-hmm. the pie in a lot of pieces and it's a little bit less fine, uh, lucrative for everybody. But um, I'd love that someday we could be in a big venue making hundreds of dollars per person every night. And, uh, yeah, if somebody's got a super good talent and uh, thinks that it would work well with our show, definitely uh, find us on our website at com. We're also on Facebook as Shea Boucher. And uh, there's a list of audition criteria on our Facebook, or I'm sorry, on our website, shebouchet.com. Um, there's a number of, uh, there's a header, and in the header is a auditions link, you I believe. You will have to go naked. You will have to go <laughs> naked. You show up at my apartment <laughs> in your underwear. You have to, you have to give your interpretation of a certain painting. <laughs> <laughs> So now you guys have been doing this show for quite a while now. Is there any time that sticks out in your mind where it went bad? Like oh, a show you'd like to forget? Yes. Can we, can can, we open this? this yeah, can do we, we want to open that can of worms? Well, sure. Which show are you thinking of? Well, I don't want to give specifics or anything or respect, but there have been a few shows where either the audience doesn't quite understand right. us as performers. A lot, lot of deer in headlights. Yeah, they, up weren't, they didn't know what to expect, you know, that kind of thing. That happens with every type of performance, but sometimes people just show up and whatnot. There's been a few of those. There's also been a few shows where we've had people um, be belligerent to us or make us not want to be there, that kind of stuff, too. Arkansas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we haven't Wish. been there yet. <laughs> but there's been a, a few shows like that where we've had anger. Angry drag queens with us. Um, was that the Virginia show by chance? No, it was not. <laughs> or Missouri? No, no, no not saying anything. <laughs> um, no. Uh, um, yeah. So, is there a specific time that's been really crazy, guys? Specific time? I don't know. There's been one. It was before my time, but. I, I do remember <laughs> you see we know the story we weren't even there see so. what, what story are you talking about this we've been doing this uh, for three and a half years guys gosh, I can't just I know it, it wasn't the show was it the one where the Drake queen was yelling at us like to get off stage and that we were fat and all that <laughs> yeah that was a that was a wonderful one we were on stage um and this is when I was even in good shape. This is when I was like in like I'm skinny as a mofo t- stage. Had side abs. Yeah, I had side abs. <laughs> I love that. I didn't even. I literally could just eat like a donut in the morning, do five push-ups, and I was good to go. Yeah. And um, there was literally a drag queen in the audience the entire time, like eyeballing us. 
and yelling like not like reverse cat calling like you're ugly look at those thighs like just being mean <laughs> to us oh. the entire time and yeah it's really one of the only times we've ever had like that inappropriate behavior ever happening in a show um typically it's, it's a lot of fun there was one time where there was a, a, a this really fun lesbian couple that was in the front row at a show that we were performing at and every time i was doing something with one of my comic numbers she would always yell out something like she would be like oh just take it off oh put it back on and eventually <laughs> eventually i was like well fuck this i'm gonna get her back so as i take my clothes off at one point i just flip her the bird and she starts laughing so hard she like after the show she gets up and she like hugs me she's like you're so funny i'm so sorry <laughs> but we it's crazy you never know what you're gonna get with an audience you absolutely had no idea and that's half of the fun is that is there Most of the shows have been pretty Most of the shows have been really quite good. We've been really really lucky. Um we've had a few seller notes, but you know, uh with my experience of traveling to 44 states, I've seen it all. Yeah. You know, it's the same show, you put it in front of a different audience, you get a different response. So I'm like, so after you get a few really really good responses, you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm good." What's your Then your, you get one where it's sour and you're like, "Oh, I suck." <laughs> There's a great story that Randy has. Uh, so we go to all these places and a lot of these places are not meant for performance. Yeah. So you know, sometimes you'll be your green room is basically just behind the curtain or like a pool area or whatnot. Or janitor's closet. Or janitor's closet <laughs> or basement or sometimes an actual green room, but that doesn't happen too often. Or the liquor room. Or the liquor room, yeah. Um, but one time when Randy was performing his one-man show, they didn't really have an adequate stage space. So Randy just set up his curtain. By the way, we traveled with a full-size curtain and everything with um, a whole like stage setup and everything. And Randy set it up, and he performed on top of a pool table. <laughs> That's – yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it's crazy. I, now, knowing the show and knowing how quick he needs to change everything, it's crazy too. Like Randy does – all those numbers are one right after another, no. and he typically only has thirty seconds to a minute to get changed. And sometimes it happens so quick you have no idea how it happened. So yeah, it, it, Rainy's amazing in bed. So no, I'm good when I'm talking to people. You get me on stage with a microphone, and I say absurdly terrible things. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, can you just check that off the question? <laughs> <laughs> so that was the last one I was going to ask. Jokes, jokes, guys. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, we perform. But well, I think that uh, our favorite type of per, um, performances are like on stage, you know, like a, like in a theater because everyone listens to you then. They get all the tiny little jokes. But when you perform in a nightclub, especially a gay nightclub, the audience is so much on your side the moment you walk on. You don't need to prove yourself. They're already like, we love you guys. Thank you for being here. That's a great feeling to have too. And as a performer... Like Adari, him and I performed in a tons of different spaces. It's almost next to impossible to get the audience to love you like that. And yeah. when the audience is already like, yeah, you guys are cool, um, our half our job is done. So it makes it easy to perform. It's, that's the good thing about what we do. Like You will never get bored about it because every time that you perform, it will be different. That your interpretation, you will be doing something different even when it's the same lines or the same song or the same movements. And the people always will be different too. So I think that's a that's a really good thing about what we do. Yes, I agree. There's one story that we forgot to talk about in our travels that Ardari brought up before <laughs> that we have to talk about. There is no forgetting. We're going to talk about this story. Yeah, okay. Um, we're going right. to... This is the... The code name is Sex World. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was 
<laughs> okay, so Dari, you're gonna help me with this story, okay? Because I, I, I tend to leave things out in this story. Um, so we were heading to uh, Minneapolis, and somehow everybody in the van knew about Sex World besides me. Yo, yeah, oh, Dari started this uh, this uh, this this conversation, and they were talking about this giant nine foot long bronze penis that's just in this <laughs> like this sex store, and I don't know how I didn't know about this, but you guys did, and I'm I'm like, let's go, we need to go to Sex World, guys. So we spend like you know the, uh, two days there performing and doing stuff, and eventually on the second night we're done with the performance. It's two o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, okay, Sex World, let's go, come on. <laughs> Let's do this thing. So we, we we we're driving down the road, and we start realizing that all these roads are like blocked off. Yeah, by the police. Yeah, by the police. Yeah. The basically police barricades everywhere. But does that does that make us go away? No, 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 no. <laughs> we literally turn around and find a way to park anyways. <laughs> it, a little bit notes to us. Um, this was very big drunk time, and this is like the crazy part of um, where we were. Things we should know because. We're from Madison, and two o'clock in the morning is yeah drunk time. Two o'clock in the morning yes. is yeah like shit faced <laughs> crazy drunk time. So, and, so naturally we're behind the wheel. Yes, yes, it's naturally we're behind the wheel, and so we park in the parking <laughs> ramp. We get out, and we're just enjoying the time. You know, we're we're skipping down the street. You know, enjoying our company and whatnot. And we we get down to the road, and as we get down the road, there's a lot of yelling and screaming outside of the sex world, and no, people. No, 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 no. Before what, that happens, yeah, yeah. Before that happens, we're maybe like a block and a half away. Yeah. And I have seasonal allergies, so. Oh, that's right. So I start getting a little, a little, a little tickle. I start sneezing immediately, and I'm like, "Is there something in the air?" Because my allergies never start like that, you know. Um. And it wasn't just me after a while. Yeah, it, was, it started being Alec, and then it started to be Brian, our like, tech guy. Then it was Ryan, and then it was me. Like, we're all getting sick and like kind of like having trouble yeah. breathing and like coughing. But we couldn't figure out why we were getting sick. But did that stop us? No, we can just continue. We continued down the road still. And literally, there were people outside of Sex World yelling and screaming at each other. There was a guy on a speaker system like, hey, attention, Kmart shoppers. Please vacate the area. Uh, we will mace you again. And and so we go in. So we go inside. No, no, no. no. Let's stop the fact that we got maced in Minneapolis, Minnesota. By Sex World. And there was cops everywhere. But these weren't the cops that were macing us. It was the owners and the people running the Sex World itself. Yes. Of the building from areas you don't even know. It was crazy. It was crazy. So we get inside, and that's when we first started having like a Brian, our tech guy, is like, I think that guy's on heroin because they, they were acting like like they were like, like whatever, and we were like, oh, it was literally like walking oh into what is a parallel universe. Yes. You got these cops on the street just like chilling like villains, like like they yes. know the yeah. villains that are on the street are chilling like cops. Care what's yeah. going on? You know, we got this dude over. You probably do. Yeah, you know, we got you know guy on the microphone who's like the guy in the microphone was literally just cracking jokes Mm -hmm. about mazing people the entire time. (laughs) Like we're in bizarro world. Yeah, yeah, not a cool like Robert Goulet type of voice. You know, just his natural speaking voice. (laughs) Yeah, he sounded like an ass. (laughs) Yeah, it was just he kept yelling at people and he kept threatening with macing them an entire time. So, anyways, do you think that would distract us from going into sex world? No, you gotta keep your eye on the prize. Yeah, we literally (laughs) we we were outside. Tell me you stole the mask. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we have an antenna. So, so we're outside. Yeah. We're outside coughing and tearing up from the, you know, inadvertently getting maced by mm-hmm. sex world. 
And we, we looked at we, we get another whiff of that actually going actually walking yes! into the building. And that's we, when we finally got like, like we were just kind of getting over it when we were when we were outside. We were just yeah. kind of getting over it. We walk in. We get worse. And I yeah, it, yeah. It happened again. It was round two. So anyway, we finally walk into the actual building. <laughs> yeah. And we we're all looking at each other and we're like, well, do, do you want to still go in? And we're like, well, we're here. <laughs> we, might, we might as well entertain ourselves with sex, apparently. <laughs> so we go inside and we all get um, the, the four guys, myself, Odari, Brian, and Rainy, we all get through the, the, the guard. But then the guy who was checking our IDs, um, Alec forgot her ID with her. She left her in the van. And the guy's for some reason, I don't know what prompted this question, but he's like, well, what are you? And, yeah, where are you from? And she yeah. was like, um, um, uh, well, uh, what, what is it? Alec, are you still in line? What did yeah. you say? Yeah, what did you say? Co yeah, Croatian. Croatian. Yeah, that's what he asked her. She just said she was Croatian, and the guy was like, okay, you're through. We, I don't know what to do. I have no I didn't know if it was like a Croatian like fetish thing going on in Minneapolis, but apparently there is, and it starts at Sex World. So we get in there, and there's one more segment of the story which makes this amazing. Okay. Yes. So we get into Sex World. So last time I went to Sex World, this yes. was back in 2006, and of course, myself being the purveyor of the giant penis um, <laughs> in real life as well as this story, <laughs> I took a picture. <laughs> I took a picture of myself on this. Wonder, Giant wonderful. nine foot brown penis. Yeah. Yes. You ride, it, you ride it like a horse at the grocery store. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you ride it like a horse. Yeah. Like a saddle. Was it 50 like cents? A... <laughs> <laughs> you put a couple I quarters didn't in there. Slots. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if a slot was in a tip of the penis? Wouldn't yes. it be amazing? That'd be amazing. Anyway. But oh there was. The, okay, so Adari's on this giant bronze, bronze penis. Yes. And we're. Taking pictures, pictures. And we're enjoying ourselves. And then another black guy, very loud and obnoxiously, comes over and he's like, Oh, hell no! <laughs> <laughs> like, he gets offended to be hacking black people everywhere that Adari's riding a bronze penis. <laughs> he didn't just do that. Like, he was, like... He was trying to get the, the, the pictures were already taken, but he took it upon himself to take his full body and cover himself over the... Yeah! <laughs> oh, which apparently wasn't as gay as me riding the penis. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we spent like 20 minutes in Sex World's max, and we're like, yeah, this isn't anything other than a sex shop. Let's just go. So that was basically, we didn't buy anything. I mean, oh. we didn't even buy one dildo, guys. It was, it was crazy. After the Macy incident, I didn't want to buy it. Yeah, I was right. so, boy, that was, we get one hell of a fucking story from that. But the guys like, <laughs> It's crazy. And it has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the show. So come see Shape of Shake, guys. Um, we're great. So during the show, like, who, who goes bronze? Who goes bronze? We used to, we used to have like a crazy. Um, we would all bron use bronze tanner all the time. Rainy has stories of yeah, but we would get everything brown. Everything would be like. We would need to go in a room in every place we were at and just, like, bronze each other. Um, and when you go home and you're in the shower and you're washing all that bronzer off, your shower turns into, like, a mud stand. Like, it's just crazy. So we stopped that. I used to tan all the time, too, but that that's not healthy, guys. Feels good. <laughs> it's relaxing. It feels good. It feels amazing. Uh, it's relaxing. Yeah, I used to burn a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> For a short time. Oh, amazing. Have you ever seen the sun? 
Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alec, are you still there? Uh, <laughs> 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 are, are you actually Croatian? Oh, okay. Now, do they not let Croatians out of the house until they're 21? Is that why that guy let you in? <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate jokes. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. He's just like, oh, here, go ahead. That's fine. This is so crazy. That, yeah. that was that's yeah. That's the most infamous infamous story that we got there. But yeah, when you're on the road, things are gonna happen. I think the best experience we ever had was being in Cocoa Beach, though. Yeah, that was the most amazing stuff ever. I mean, we got to be... I never flew before. And on the way back from Cocoa Beach, um, I had to leave them, and they did the rest of the show without me, um, and the rest of the tour without me. And I went back, and I actually got to fly home, and that was amazing. But I was also in the ocean for the first time. Having a blue was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Being on a plane was the coolest thing ever. It was his first time. Yeah, it was my first time. It was like popping my, my, my <laughs> air flying cherry, okay? It was amazing. I had an orgasm twice in a plane. Oh, um, yeah. What? It was a bronze color plane. It was a bronze. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if the plane was made into like a penis shaped plane? I don't know why you could. They're kind of phallic, anyways. Yeah, they all kind of. You know, they're they're kind huge. Of they're massive. They have two wings on the side that are kind of shaped by balls if you kind of squint your eyes you a little bit. You put the wheels down. <laughs> Oh, do they? Austin Powers of the Road did everything. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. right there's a cockpit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, a cockpit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Speaking of our Cocoa Beach adventure, right? in flight you nuts. You want to tell the story about how Stingray met the shark? Oh, <laughs> oh my lord! I forgot about that story. I wasn't there for this. So this is right. Oh, so we uh, stopped in Pensacola on our day off and decided to go to the beach. So Odari and I and Alec and our tech guy, Brian, whose nickname is Stingray, uh, go out to the uh, gulf. So we go into the water and we're sitting around, we have putzing around the water. And I look down, we're not in very deep water, it's maybe a couple feet. And I look down and I see these tiny little baby sharks. And I'm like, I think those are baby sharks, you guys. And they're like, yeah, maybe. So they're all wading around in the water. <laughs> Three of us decide to get out of the water. Brian Stingray Han is standing in the water up to his waist. <clears throat> And I turn around and I look at Brian from the shore and I see a shark fin come up and circle him. <laughs> he just oh, froze wow. and it went around him and proceeded to go back out into the deep. And but it was pissed themselves basically. He, he immediately like shot out of the water. He's like, "All right, I'm done with that." How big was it? How I mean, if like the fin, if you had to guess how big the shark was. I would say the shark was probably 7, 8 Nine feet. Holy Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And we had, a, we had just seen a couple dolphins prior to, so. Right. The, 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 the oh, yeah. Yeah, there was dolphins there, so you saw <laughs> you know, saw fins from the dolphins. But all of a sudden, the shark fin is like. The dolphins will actually. Uh, yeah, not just, oh, this, this dolphin is a little flatter. Right. <laughs> it's not jumping for some reason. It's not going up and down. It's just. Yeah, what we didn't know was a shark was actually on Letterman the next night doing his dolphin impersonation. It was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> Bad jokes, guys. Bad jokes. 
I'll be here all night. Not really. Yeah, the dolphins will actually come up to you. Like, they're very really friendly. Like, people will feed them and stuff and pet them. You can um, pet them. Little known fact. You can look this up on the internet. This is real. More people a year get raped by dolphins than attacked by sharks. <laughs> That's have, real. I have That's a real that, thing, no. guys. <laughs> oh, no. They'll knock people out, too. Yeah. Like, uh, you have to be really careful. They tell you not to not to approach them, but they come, like, right up to the shore. It's crazy. <sighs> See, this is why you can't also... I don't know if you even know this, too, but uh, dolphins are not allowed with 100 feet from playgrounds as well. <laughs> so... <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> bad jokes, guys. They're all nice. Don't worry about it. Yeah, dolphin, and then making a little sound. <laughs> that, yeah, it's mocking you. You would go, like, yeah, dolphin, it's you and me, flipper style. Yeah. <laughs> After it hits you, it just goes like this out of the water. Uh, yeah. what do you, what do you think that they're amazing at raping because your beach they're ball. intelligent? Is that? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. How do you like that? Yeah, this is real. I'm not kidding. That's 100% true. More people a year get raped by dolphins than, than attacked by sharks. I know. And more people get hit, killed by vending machines than sharks as well. A year. A year. Like, not like 54 people a year will die by vending machines. And like eight people will die from a shark now, attack. Now, is it the crap that comes out of the vending machines that are actually drinking, eating, or the actual no, no, shootout? No, 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 no. Like I co- mean a vending machine falling on top of somebody and oh. crushing them. Well, that's not nearly as fun. That's not nearly as fun, but it happens, guys. Well, don't worry. We're here for Vending Machine Awareness Month. <laughs> <laughs> we'll protect you people. Hang in there, okay? Oh, yeah. I painted in Mexico for Black History Month! Month of the year, Tyler. Shares, Give it to me. This year's this month with vending machines. Hey, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Pump the brakes. There's a couple hours till Black History Month. <laughs> Let's not jump the gun. <laughs> we still got two hours and 15 minutes of the White History Month. <laughs> So we've been Shea Bichet. Club Impulse. I hope our stories about giant bronze penises and um, dolphin rape hasn't enjoyed you. Um, (laughs) Have a great night. Terrible. <laughs> I didn't know that about the dolphins. Like, I don't I, think enough people do. I think we did. You search that fact out. Um, uh, or we, did it? We <laughs> stumbled on it. RWS one time. We were talking to a guest, and they were like, "No, look it up." And we looked it up. No, yeah, it's real. It's crazy. No, it does say I looked it up on the internet. And this is on Yahoo, so it's got to be true. Okay. According to Yahoo Answers, the question is: I heard on Mansers tonight yes. the dolphins have been known to try to rape human beings. Is that true? According to R-A-T-Z, rats, absolutely true. Male dolphins <laughs> are known to gang rape other dolphins, male and female, and they are not real picky about what species. From It's like a dolphin prison mafia. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly I don't feel so bad about those ones in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how we justify it, guys. They're right. rapists. We're trying to protect the world. Don't kill animals, please. Don't do that. Don't hear them, please. Take that, Flipper. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, that's just borderline terrible. They're all in a registry somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of a dolphin head with a pedophile beard and, like, sunglasses holding a sign up with his fins. Oh, it's amazing. I love that idea. Your doorbell That's rings as a dolphin there. <laughs> like, uh, by law, I'm supposed to let you know I'm, I'm moving into the neighbor's fish tank. <laughs> you can go online this. and 
See how many are in your area. <laughs> I think I see in the next Shea Boucher sketch. <laughs> Starring Tyler Fulkoshot as a rapist dolphin. Yeah. I'll just grow my beard out, guys. Don't worry, I got this. Don't worry about it. And and, and, uh, and Adari's gonna be Stingray. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. oh hits. Something, you learn some every day. I didn't know. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm um, I'm the bearer of a wonderful things, and one of those is um, dolphin rape. I knew that they had <laughs> sex for pleasure. But I didn't yeah, well, don't monkeys and ape also have sex for pleasure? There must be some raping going on there too. I Let me look it up. <laughs> well, this has went down a rabbit hole of crazy. <laughs> Brought to you by Tyler Falco Chad. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. This is why I told you not to let me talk, Randy. He's like your punishment later. Bring your own. <laughs> you could have a flame. Oh, I found it. Nope. Uh, this also on Yahoo Answers, so it's got to be true. Uh, in Animal Kingdom, what animals have sex for pleasure? Uh, dolphins, humans, and baboons. That's it. Baboons. Yeah. But not the common chimpanzee. Yeah. But what? What? Babronos? Babronos? No, no, no. That's. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. You're right. Bonobos. I heard uh, elephants too after they've been drinking. (laughs) 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 Yeah. What's that? Supposedly a a peaceful species. What is? Uh, Bobonos. What are Bobonos? They're a type of monkey. Oh. Babuino. Yeah. See, now even that sounds better when you say it. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound amazing. What is it again? Yeah, yeah, say it again, say it again, just for Babuino. Oh, oh, everybody, everybody, put your pants back on. Put your pants back on. Come you, on, Chad, put your pants back on. Holy cow. Can you say openmicpodcast.com? <laughs> yeah, can you just say openmicpodcast.com? Just say it. Openmicpodcast.com. Oh, That's soundbite, guys. That's the soundbite oh, right yeah. there. Yeah, I'm using that one. Could you? <laughs> <laughs> can I get one of those? I'll do it. I got one too, guys. I got one too. <laughs> openmicpodcast.com. That was my that was my sexy radio voice. Here, do, like do it one more, one more time. One more time. Uh, wait. Openmicpodcast.com. That was his dolphin voice. Dari, do your 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 best your best voice. Not your German voice. Don't do your German voice. Do that, I would never. Don't sing that. Okay, come on. <laughs> I, Go I, I don't have a voice. Well, do you do you do, like do, uh, do a do a you know do a voice? Do a voice. Do a Dari voice. Do a Dari voice. Oh 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 oh. Open mic. I'm I'm doing you. Dot com. We're best friends. Okay, I wanted to go back to her for a minute. Yes. Now, just start talking. No, um, <laughs> say uh, with Chad and Andy. With Chad, <laughs> <laughs> he made me laugh. He made me laugh. Yeah, say it, please. <laughs> with Chad and Andy. All right, now say. I would never make anyone do this in an audition. Just say. <laughs> now say, you're listening to Janesville Community Radio. You are listening to Janesville Community Radio. <laughs> oh, no, we're officially aroused. Uh, thank you. Say, <laughs> <laughs> say, Chad, I'm glad you made it. <laughs> My English is not that good. <laughs> say something 
in Spanish about how bad that so is. So you didn't have to knock. Visita en este All right. All right. Nice. This is great. Do you got anything? Enough of the hotline voice. Brady, can you do? Can you still do the Pee Wee voice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, do the Pee Wee voice. Oh, do yeah. that. Definitely. Definitely. I'll do a little bit of the Pee Wee voice. I can, right. use, I can do the laugh. All right. <laughs> 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 can you say any words? I can say a few words. It's really hard. The laugh is really my best thing. Yeah, I'm totally hot. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, used to do a killer Paul Rubens that. impersonation, but the cops frowned upon it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I did a sketch in my show after he got busted in the adult theater. Pee Wee goes to the adult theater with a chicken puppet, and he chokes the chicken in the puppet. In the, in the movie theater. <laughs> no way! Was it really? Yes. Oh, man. Yes. You were cutting edge back in the Oh, yes, I was. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we got... Oh. Eight minutes left. You guys are going to be at Club Impulse in Beloit tomorrow, right? Tomorrow night, ten thirty, five dollar cover. Get there early. It's standing room only. Yeah, you still yes. get it. If you can, yeah. yeah. Kids, kids get in free. Kids get in free. No dolphins, though. No dolphins. No dolphins. Right, twenty-one and over, unless you're Croatian. <laughs> unless you're Croatian. Did yeah. you get it for free? Oh, she hung up. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting oh, for. She, did she hang up? Yeah. Oh. Have a space for auditions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for auditions. There's a couch in the back room. Bring your underwear. Promote the show. Um, if you want to see the show, you need to come see it because I will be in a new go-go outfit um, that I'm really proud of. Ooh. That you will see teasers on our fan page of oh, me right. in a very uh, sexy outfit. In my living room. In his living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Next to a yeah. questionable. Painting. I was I was alone. I was alone in Randy's apartment trying to edit one of our numbers. And when I do what I do in my free time when I'm there is I take um, selfies of me in my underwear. So that's real. They're on the website. And I must say that we got the most hits since that was posted. Thank you. Um, my um, my sexy body and my underwear. Um, you're welcome. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So. Of the painting. Oh, yeah, yeah, I gotta admit, yeah, see and that I'll painting. send it to you guys. You can post it. If you can't make it to the show tomorrow night, we will be in Rockford, Illinois on Saturday, April 26th at 11 p.m. at The Office. So Ooh. we're kind of in the same neighborhood here, Rockford. Yeah, not Illinois. far away. Oh, so yeah, if yeah. You, or if you really, really like tomorrow night's show and you want to show other people, you can bring them down to the club in Rockford and see us on April 26th. Awesome. Oh, cool. All right, what else uh, we got to plug here? Uh, my Office JVL, 320 East Milwaukee Street. MyOfficeJVL.com, I think it is. Yeah. Enough of that. Uh, LittlePodcast.com. <laughs> uh, we'll be on that soon. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys should definitely um, come on Art Running With Scissors or Born in the 80s one of these times. Um, we'd love For to sure. have you guys. You guys are fucking hilarious! <laughs> and you're bearded, so you're going to fit in well with me and my non-bearded friend. You have a beer. I'm quite the hairy. Well, oh, we actually we actually have a studio too. We uh, we just got a studio oh, like six months ago. Oh, oh, no, no, oh yeah, no, 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 no. But we have this tiny. Take those cookies away. From <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a master of backhanding the compliments. So. <laughs> yeah, I love this tiny room you got here. This is beautiful, guys. You should see what, yeah. what, we, what we're supposed to be in. <laughs> it's really cool, but it's cold. Yeah, cold. yeah I, love the, I love that your walls are just decorated with whiteboards. That's so classy, guys. It's so nice in here. It doesn't feel like a doctor's office at all, guys. It's amazing. Oh, the false ceiling is just beautiful. When was this done? 1992? Oh, my God. Yeah, there's not a water stain in the corner at all. You can't see that. And the fluorescent lighting. Oh, my skin just looks so healthy in this. Thank you, guys. Oh, man. Thank God there's blinds in this in this room. Otherwise, I feel claustrophobic, but there isn't. Good. So visit the website, mydumpjvl.com. <laughs> It's actually Office JVL. <laughs> 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 you ate their food and you paid Love this guy. Yeah, really. No, I'm sorry. I'm enjoying your food. It's yeah. almost like you've heard the podcast. <laughs> 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 we don't cater in for just anybody. That's right. That's the first time. <laughs> it's high class. Actually, before we got here, I was um, listening to your video where you uh, interviewed Brett Favre. Oh, he was quite oh, the guest. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't it amazing? That was amazing. It, it was just like he didn't understand you guys. He just yeah. wouldn't stop talking about the Packers yeah. and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, We're yeah. like, talk about your steakhouse. And yeah. he's like, oh, I love the Packers. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> I was laughing. That entire, these guys had no idea what I'm talking about. But I do, and I think it's hilarious. That, so. that episode actually got picked up by ESPN yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Did it really? For oh, a little yeah. while, and then somebody told on us yeah. for it being fake. No yeah, way! They thought it was real. Yeah, they thought it was real. Yeah, I know. I thought it was real for two minutes yeah. until you guys were like, uh, "Steakhouse, steakhouse, steakhouse!" <laughs> 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 it was hilarious. It yeah, was amazing. There was an ESPN reporter that started listening to it, and at first we played it off like it was real. We took clips from a different radio show, yeah. and we're asking him a question. He's answering right along to our questions, and then we start asking him questions about a steakhouse, and he just won't stop talking about the Packers. So the ESPN guy listens like the first five minutes of it and is like, oh, I'll get back to the rest of it later, and he shares it. And it goes and on their website. And it goes on, on their website. <laughs> it's on every page of their site. <laughs> oh, that's and then, amazing. And then how long do you think that takes to get out of Google? Like a month or so. Oh, man. <laughs> well, good for you guys. <laughs> we like it for you guys. No, but at first I was like, well, how hasn't this got more views because it's Brett Favre? I don't understand. Like, I was like crazy lost for like, I was like, these guys are pretty good interviewers too. They got Brett Favre. <laughs> that's what the guy said. He's like, Oh, you're so lucky. I can't believe you got him. We've been trying to get him on our show. <laughs> you think, do you think Brett Favre even knows what a podcast is? Do you <laughs> I don't even think he has a concept of what reality is anymore. <laughs> I mean, you listen to him talk, and he just literally, he just, ugh. He, he was like, I mean, like, what if? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all he kept saying. If, what if? Yeah. That was the original joke was that we were going to keep asking him questions and have him be brain damage and he wouldn't be able to talk but then it just morphed into i didn't realize the clips that i cut up were just about the packers so it kind of turned into a beast of its own and i grew up just outside of green bay uh-huh. uh, and we had season tickets when i was a, uh, a wee little boy and we used to go and see them all the time uh and we were we were on the packers side of the the, the touchdown and you could always see Brett warm up. But Brett had a habit of always putting his hands in his pants yeah. all the time. And it al- he always would jiggle his hands inside his pants. And then he would blow on them and then stick them back in his pants. Right. It was very <laughs> weird. I mean, that was the- I didn't even watch football. I was just watching Brett Favre's hands in his pants It's like over he was texting again. before it was even a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, yeah, I mean, he was really fun to watch. But, boy, he's a boy, he's a dick I don't like yeah. 
Oh. Anyways, this has been uh, the Brett Favre Dick House. So <laughs> thank you for tuning in. We are actually out of time, but tomorrow night, Club Impulse, Chez Boucher. Check them out. It's going to be awesome. Um, I think that's about it. We're going we're gonna to hit the road here. Let me get our outro music here. There we go. All right. Uh, for Chez Boucher, for Andy Anderson. And Chad Jr. This has been the Open Mix. Slash Bronze Penis. <laughs> Bronze Penis. Listen all you prize fighters who don't want to meet defeat. Take a tip from me. The of Joe Lewis is Now he's won all his fights. 23 or 4. And left 20 of his opponents. Lying on the floor, they all tried to win, but the task was too hard. When he laid that hound bone up against that board, listen all you prize fighters, don't play him too cheap. If he lands with either hand, he'll sure put you to sleep. I bet on him. He knows just what to do. I'm talking to you. Now he packs dynamite in his left. He carries a plunging right. Either one will make you groggy or as high as a kite. He charges on his opponent from the beginning of the gong. He batters them into submission. Then they all sing a song. I bet on the brown bumper, for he knows his stuff. And lays it on his opponent until he get enough. Now he's a natural born fighter who likes to fight them all. The bigger they come, he says, the harder they fall. That's terrific left. Boys is all he needs, but that six ain't right. Come with lightning speed. Listen, all you prize fighters, don't play him too cheap. Take a tip from me, the off Joe Lewis is beat.